strange things happening every day. Yes, they are. Welcome to the Sal and Rich podcast. <laughs> Take uh, six, whatever it is here. Dave Brubeck. We Take should six. be back in Telegraph. Yes. <laughs> Take six. There you go. That's Tracy Nelson and Sal. Tell us about Tracy Nelson. Tracy Nelson, really interesting. Uh, every week, the Wall Street Journal does some. Um, uh, music reviews, and I saw this and uh, didn't know who Tracy Nelson is. And um, quite interesting, she was very popular in the late 60s, early 70s. She was considered a challenger to Janis Joplin, and but never really caught on. So I started listening to the album, and it was really good. Uh, so this song is, I think it's one of the first, I think it's the first track on the album. But anyway, uh, it just fit in with the theme that we're going to be covering today, which is Strange things are really happening, folks. And um, all you got to do is uh, open your eyes every single day. Oh my God! Yeah, you can't you can't believe it. So I'm gonna I'll walk in. We'll walk you through some of the things that I've noticed. So as we've all know that the uh, the Canadian smoke has just you know taken this country, and everybody's freaking out with it. Uh, and it was bad. Uh, I saw the pictures in New York. You could hardly see the Statue of Liberty or the Empire State Building. Even in Philly, you guys, uh, right, Rich? You you had you had some heavy smoke, um, but down here in Charlotte, we had some haze, yeah, but nothing. We, we had it really bad, and yep, yeah, it was it wasn't too bad here, but uh, there were a few days where it got a little hazy. So we were we were kind of fortunate. A friend of ours that lives in Rhode Island said it was really bad up there; you could hardly see the house across the street. So um, so that was one thing that's kind of strange. And um, the other thing that was keep the Canadian theme going, the other thing that was interesting is that I, I love golf. And I was watching the Canadian Open last week. It has been 69 years since a Canadian has won the Open. And Nick Taylor, after the fourth round of playoffs, uh, he wound up winning with a 72-foot putt, which is unheard of. And the place went absolutely nuts. And the funniest part was one of his uh, Canadian – uh, pro golfers who was on the sidelines had a bottle of champagne. He pops it and he runs out on the green and starts splashing it all over the place. The security guards took him down because they they didn't know that he was a, a pro golfer. They thought he was somebody that was going to hurt Nick Taylor. But so that was that was uh, quite interesting. And then um, I went to the Taste of Charlotte, which we have here every year in Charlotte. I don't know if they have anything like that in Philly, but uh, it's where restaurants you know, open up uh, on one of the main drags and they have like four blocks where people come and you can buy merchandise and taste uh, some of the best restaurants in Charlotte. <clears throat> so Patty and I went on Saturday and the place was mobbed and we're walking around and the sights that you see makes you think strange things are really happening in this world. The way people dress, and I'm not a prude, but you saw all kinds of types of shapes of bodies, beautiful people, and people that should not be wearing the clothes that they were wearing. I saw a guy that had a 50-inch waist, and, and it was almost like a midriff. Everything's hanging out. I saw this beautiful woman. She was really endowed, but everything is popping out. And, <laughs> of course, everybody's looking at her. And then I saw this lady who had a black T-shirt on, and in white letters it says, I have no tits. So that was that was kind of strange. And I just laughed to myself. I was like, God, people people will do anything for attention, I guess. And then the final thing that was really weird is we, uh, I guess we have I, the uh, yeah. I was, go ahead. Uh, no, I was I was just going to say the final thing that was really weird is the we have we have the uh, we have the taste of Charlotte here. You do. It's called the taste, the taste of, of South Jersey. Oh yeah, it's oh, okay. the taste of South Jersey. 
you go into any Walmart mm-hmm. and you have it. <laughs> They're all dressed the same way. It's it's amazing what you see. You know, almost like you want to take just a picture. Walk around for 30 minutes and it's like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Where am I at? Right. Where am I? Where am I? And why did you not look in the mirror this morning? You know, I, I don't want to see what you're showing. So yeah, it's just, it's insane. But then the last thing was, um, this was in the news. I'm sure everybody's seen this. So at the white house, I think it was this past Monday, they had, um, I guess it's gay pride day. And, um, so LGBTQ folks are there. And the first thing you see is Joe Biden is, uh, is uh, got his arms around this beautiful model. And uh, she's apparently a transgender person. I don't know if it's a she or a he. I, I, I think it was a I think it was a he. That's right. Who wanted to be a she. Anyway, three minutes later, after the picture's done, this person is flashing their breasts at the White House lawn. And of course, the next day, the White House had a clean up on aisle four, um, which uh, was really hysterical. But this is the kind of, I mean, it's so disrespectful. I mean, anywhere you do that, but on the White House lawn, give me a break. And believe me, I'm I'm not trying to discriminate against anybody. I love everybody. I don't care who you love. You know, it's all peace and love, baby. But some of the things you see, just incredible. Anyway, that's the strange stuff. And we got more strange stuff. (laughs) Did you see that, Rich? She was disgusting. She was. I, I, you know what? How many times you get to go to the White House? I've Most people don't go to the White House. Right. And what happens? Yeah. You've been to the White House? <laughs> I have. Um, well, I've been inside the White House. Tell us um, about your uh, tell us about your visit to the White House. It was interesting. Um, well, we've been to the Easter egg roll uh, several times under the Bush administration and uh, the last four years of Reagan because we lived outside of DC. And then uh, we had the privilege of getting a tour of the uh, White House uh, because a friend of ours was a head of Secret Service. And right, he was in our neighborhood. <clears throat> so for a Christmas gift, he took us and we walked around. And this was when George H.W. Bush was president. And we got a peek of the Oval Office. And on George's desk, he had a piece of um, the uh, Berlin Wall that had just fallen down. So I guess he got it a gift, as a gift from someone. Uh, we couldn't walk through there, but we kind of peeked through the door. So it was really, really cool. Really, really neat. And it's, it's a privilege. This is the, you know, the, the, the house of, uh, the, of our country, really. So, so I was lucky. And uh, I heard last night that Bush would not even enter the Oval Office without being properly dressed. Yes. He always would have a sport jacket on. Yeah. Out of respect for the office. Right. And then, of Actually, course, you have he had, Rose he, Montoya. He, Flashing on the uh, lawn. Right. Actually, Bush. Go figure. Bush, the son, Bush 43, required everyone to wear a tie and jacket um, into the in the Oval Office. That's he said it was just out of uh, respect for the for the for the building and and the office itself. So anyway, that's uh, that's one of many strange things that have happened in the last week. And just like I said, I always say this. You can't make this stuff up. You know, you can't make it up. How was your vacation? Vacation was fantastic. Um, we were at the beach, Holden Beach in North Carolina, which is about, I don't know, maybe 15 miles north of uh, Myrtle Beach. <clears throat> we rented a big house. We had place. four families and uh, we were right on the ocean. It was really, really nice. Beautiful weather all week long. And um, the best thing that happened was uh, my daughter got engaged. 
So we're really excited about that. Oh, congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have That's a, great. a son-in-law in the family. Um, and the, the neat thing was, <clears throat> is that, um, I don't know, it was about a month ago, about, you know, about a month ago, uh, he knows I like bourbon. So there's this distillery in Matthews, North Carolina, outside of Charlotte, where they make uh, bourbon. And so he said, let's go, let's go taste and try it. So we did. And we're sitting outside and, um, and that's when he asked me for uh, her hand. And I said, of course. And um, I was so excited. And he showed me the ring. The ring is absolutely gorgeous. So he's a great young man. And uh, you could tell that they're really happy together. They both met, met at church, um, and, which, you know, if you're young today, it's hard to meet people. Most of the times you meet people at the bar and that's never, never works out well. <laughs> <laughs> Although on occasion it does, and I'm not speaking from experience, but I've okay. heard the stories. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. So when uh, have you planned the wedding yet? We haven't. Uh, it's probably you won't. Gonna... You won't be planning a wedding. No, no. It's just no. Sal signed the check. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, yes. it will probably be a year from now. Uh, I'm suspecting it'll be sometime in 2024, but we don't know yet. And, um, they're, you know, obviously talking and we're actually going to go to a place in a, in about a week to see, you know, what, what it looks like and if it's a good setting for the wedding. So I will keep everybody posted on that subject. Um, the other keeping with the stranger thing, that's great. Strange things theme. I'm riding around in, um, in, in the Holden beach area <clears throat> on the back roads, heading to the golf course. And I see this sign says sanitary landfill. And I'm like, if that's not an oxymoron, I don't know what is. So I'm thinking about this and I'm thinking, this is where my mind goes. It's like, is there somebody that's sitting at the entrance of this landfill where he's got a vat of alcohol and he's dipping stuff in there to make sure it's real sanitary and clean. And then he throws it in the landfill. <laughs> what is a sanitary landfill? Again, <laughs> another weird thing. I know what it is. What? I know what it is. Well, tell me. Sanitary landfill? Yeah. You mentioned on the first broadcast about Color Guard. Yep. <laughs> That's what they're doing with the boxes. Is that where they go? <laughs> the, yes. The UPS takes them to the Color Guard factory. <laughs> then they put the boxes back in the truck. Got it. He drives them to the sanitary landfill. Landfill. But then after he dumps it, it's not sanitary anymore. <laughs> Right. <laughs> anyway, well, this, I you, you just who comes up with it? And, and I thought, well, I, maybe the town is. I, I have a whole different respect for the UPS guy. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> the shit that they and this literally is, this the shit is that in, they uh, carry. South, this is in. It's the shit that they carry. <laughs> you got to look that up and find out what it is. I a sanitary I, land sanitary landfill. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm definitely going to look it up and find out what's going on there because that, that just blew my mind. So anyway, um, I got a question for you. What are you doing for Father's Day? Well, we're going to go out to dinner. Cool. But, uh, I think I'm going to be painting the basement down here for a while. That's <laughs> another day. My <laughs> daughter will stop over, I'm sure, in the morning time. You know, it's no big deal here. Yeah. Same. We are going out there. <clears throat> Giamarellas and uh, that'll Giamarellas. be a good time. How about you? Um, we're same thing. We're 
they they asked me what I wanted to do, and I was like, I, I really don't want to do anything. I just want to, I, 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 again, back to the golf thing. Sunday is the uh, the last day of the U.S. Open, which is out in L.A. <clears throat> I want to watch that. And um, my son-in-law, future son-in-law is going to be cooking, so we'll get some steaks and open up a nice bottle of wine and just relax and not do much. So that, to me, is what Father's Day is all about. I don't so, want to do much. So who pays for the steaks? <laughs> I do. <laughs> Who pays for the steaks? Me. <laughs> Me and Patty. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. There you go. <laughs> right? That's the way it always goes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you, you. You know the drill. You know the drill. So, anyway. Oh, the, yeah. That's with, a drill. <laughs> with, the, um, with the Father's Day theme, I, I got to, this is another strange thing. I'm going to play this video. Uh, this is a, a woman that is, um, Soon her parents will bring her into the world. So um, I'm going to show you this, and I'd like to get your thoughts on this one, okay. Rich. All right. Here we go. They contributed to, you know, conceiving me, and my mother that raised me, she gave birth to me, um, and that's why I sued them, because I did not consent to being here. Like, I was unaware that... I was going to have to grow up and get a job um, to support myself. And I, there, I just didn't consent to that. They didn't try to contact me in any way before I was born to see if I actually wanted to be here. Um, and that's why I sued them. Now, it's different. Like, I know I've said it's, like, unethical to have children before. But it's different when you adopt because it's not my fault that they're here. I'm just trying to be a good person and, like, help them out. You know what I mean? Um... So, yeah, if you are pregnant right now, you need to go, you need to hire a psychic medium and ask your child if they actually want to be here. Um, but keep in mind, if they don't, you, you need to terminate. Otherwise, they will sue you because I'm making that my life mission to teach children to sue their parents so they don't have to work. Um, but yes, that I do have children, but I adopted them. So I had them in like an ethical way. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> two things. Yeah, go ahead. Her mommy and daddy must be so proud of her, right? <laughs> happy Father's Day. Must be the embarrassment of the family. Oh, I know. Yes, happy Father's Day. I'm suing you. <laughs> and number two, who is allowing her to have children? I know, I know. Who's allowing her to have children? It's, oh, it's insane. Unbelievable. I swear to God. Can't make this stuff up, you know? <laughs> Again, I told you it was strange. I saw that. I was like, oh, my God. And this is for real. This lady is serious. So, uh, but I had so to share that with has, the crowd. Do you know if, uh, does she have a lawyer? I don't know. Does she have a judge that's taken this? I, I can't imagine any judge taking oh, this. I could imagine a lawyer taking it, you know, just for the, for the money. But I don't see it being successful. But I, I, I got to look it up. The one from Seinfeld. The one from Seinfeld would probably take it. Which one was that? his name? Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Who was the Seinfeld? <laughs> oh, I can't remember. Talking about. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. It was the last show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the last that show where they all wound up in jail. Yeah, that was that was great. Yes. So anyway, you know, I had a, show they did, a lot of people did not like that show. I, I thought it was a great show. Me too. I, I, I rank it. it up there with I Love Lucy. Uh, you know, which we all grew up on and uh, Seinfeld, it, you know, the reruns, you watch it 
you, you can watch them anytime and they're always on and they're just as funny as they were 25 years ago. So yeah, I love Seinfeld, but um, basically love, because network TV today is horrible. Yeah. There's nothing on. So yeah, we all watch reruns. There's nothing on. All right. Another topic. So I have a question for you because I know you are a big Beatles fan. I am. Um, Jimmy Quayle is coming out with a book, I believe, about the yeah. Beatles, right? No, not about the Beatles. It's a it's a book about wine. Well, he it's, he knows about the Beatles. You know, right? yeah, he's, he's he's. I mean, I'm I it seems I love to the based Beatles on his Facebook. He's an expert on it. I mean, he's he's collected a lot of stuff, so I will defer to him. But yeah, he's a big Beatles expert. He's a wine sommelier, and we're going to have him on. His book gets released in October, and we'll have him on before the book comes out and we'll interview him. But Yes, I am a big Beatles fan. So what is your opinion on this artificial intelligence they're using to bring uh, yeah. John Lennon back into the fold for the last Beatles record? Yeah, I know. What do you think of it? I, I have mixed feelings. I, I don't know. I spent my, just like you, I spent my whole career in IT and I... I I posted this up on Facebook. Uh, I took a class and this is like in the seventies about artificial intelligence and the software wasn't ready and the hardware certainly wasn't ready. But today, uh, and back then there was discussions about where it would take us, uh, philosophical discussions about uh, what it would do to humanity, the good and the bad. But um, the bad side is if you saw 2001, the how, you know, how he takes control and that, and that's, that's the, what everyone fears is that the, the computer is going to be smarter than us. As far as it goes with what Paul McCartney was talking about, I guess what I saw Jimmy's quote on Facebook and basically McCartney uh, and George Harrison, Ringo Starr uh, saw or had a demo tape uh, that he got from Yoke that they got from Yoko. And it was a song called Now and Then. And when they did the Beatles anthology, you know, they recorded uh, Real Love and there was another song they recorded and that included John from the demo tape and they kind of smoothed it out a little bit. Well, uh, it turns out George Harrison didn't want to do the now and then. And so that's why it wasn't included. And Paul had intimated that, you know, at some point in the future, he would want to do it. So now <clears throat> he comes out and says that they have done it. And I'm not sure what Ringo's role is in this. Maybe he's playing drums or singing background also, but it's supposed to come out sometime later this year. So we'll see. And, you know, I don't think it really technically is AI And Jimmy pointed this out. Like if you saw the get back sessions, uh, what Jackson did as producer, he you know he basically goosed the sound, he cleaned it up dramatically. He cleaned up the film. I mean, if you watched that special, you thought that was recorded yesterday. That's how clean it was. So I think it's a far cry from real AI, but it's where the technology's taken us. And you know, Jimmy's point was, if it's good, I'll like. It. If it's not, you know, I won't. And I I would have preferred that they would have just taken his voice off the demo tape and just sang around him. But we'll see. Um, but you know, the thing you worry about is that uh, potentially, you know, there could be uh, some people trying to be the Beatles, you know, stealing it with voiceovers and stuff like that. I mean, that's where we are. There was a story this morning, uh, where the, the threat is people are getting phone calls and they've, uh, stolen the daughter's voice and the voice, the daughter's saying I was kidnapped. Did you see that? Um, and so, you know, you now I you did need, see that. Yeah, yeah. Now you need to have a secret word for everyone in your family in case these things happen, because the first thing you're going to say is, okay, what's the secret word? Say the secret word and you'll get a hundred bucks. 
Who ever thought? That's the world we live in. <laughs> Frank right? Groucho. Yeah, there we go. Say to Zinger White. Um, so it's. I'm looking forward to the to the record. Me too. I, I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing. It's supposed to be out shortly, I guess, and I, I think it's okay. It's his voice. Yeah. But then again, a couple of years ago, they had Sinatra. I think he performed "Dead" at the Radio City Music Hall and a, a hologram type of thing. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, how's that different? Yeah. Right? So you know, and. I kind of think every performer today, they use some type of sound enhancement on the microphone. I forget the name of the tool they're using. So yeah, at least it's John's voice, right? And it's you know one more one more shot for the Beatles. Yeah, and yeah. I mean Paul's still pretty good for his age, and uh, it's going to be eighty-two. So I, I wonder think. how Ringo feels about this. <laughs> I wonder if they'll be using. No, I wonder if they'll be using Ringo as drummer on this, or I, I would imagine music that's already. Yeah, well, the the demo tape. I so don't think has technically any... the Beatles. If there's no Ringo, you know, it's not. But I think what um, on the Ringo. demo there's no drums, so yeah. he'll just he'll just play background. You know, but you and I talked about this. What uh, the better reunion would be? Let's have Paul and, and Ringo, and then have Julian Lennon, all right, sing because he sounds just like his dad. And then George yes. Harrison's son, I'm, Donnie uh, Harrison. I mean, those, th he sounds just like his dad. That would be a reboot. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd pay to see that, you know, but what the hell do I know? So anyway. And, and Paul better hurry up. <laughs> What's he, 78 now? Paul no, McCartney. He's 82. He'll be uh, June 18th. This is uh, 82. So he really better hurry up. Yeah. 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 It's, um, so what else you got? Hey, let's uh, talk about Paul Six. Yeah, we want to do a Paul because Six segment. Paul Six is the reason we have this the uh, podcast. Yep. And by the way, thank you to everybody at Paul Six who has uh, listened and reached out. And yeah, it's we haven't great. pissed off too many people, but we're, we're working on it <laughs> we, every day. <laughs> no, and, and the other we do. The, we are we are getting a good response, and we appreciate everybody listening. And uh, it's been fun to do these. And we you know, like we said, we don't know where it's going to go, but we, we, we want to broaden out the topics. And then we also want to have a Paul six segment. So Rich and I were talking about our memories at school. And uh, the one thing we have in common is neither one of us liked the gym class um, <laughs> for lots of reasons. But uh, Rich, why don't you start? What was your, what was your, did you hate everything with Jim? <laughs> All four friggin' years. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't stand I it. I, I couldn't either. You know. Uh, you know what? Okay. The, when when they were doing the golf and stuff like that, that was fun. That was great. Yeah. But when we were doing the parallel bars. And the ropes. And they uh. told us how important that was. Because <laughs> I know every day in my career, I, I used the parallel bars, and I wish I had paid more attention to it. <laughs> How about you? Well, I hated gym class. Uh, what I, was your uh, nemesis? My nemesis was Coach Bottinger. Um, and the guy was so intimidating. And he's a great person, trust me. But when you're in high school and you're a freshman and you've got the coach of the football team yelling at you, and I think that was the only tone of voice he had. He just, you know, he thought everybody needed to hear him. So he was he was shouting. And we we would do this thing about, you know, climbing ropes. And I just, 
you know, I, I get there. First of all, I was 20 pounds overweight. I had eaten a cannoli for breakfast that morning when we did this. I was feeling like a load. <laughs> Fine <laughs> Italian breakfast. That's it. Come on. A little espresso and a cannoli and you're set to go to cannoli. gym class. You carry, you know, okay, I'm getting ready to go and climb some ropes. And then, you know, you look at my arms. I mean, there's like, I have no muscles. So anyway, I'm standing there and he's like, all right, shimmy up. And I'm like, I'm shimmying. I'm shimmying. Oh, what am I shimmying on? You know, and, and of course, you keep thinking shimmy, shimmy, cocoa pop. Uh, I was thinking about little Anthony and the Imperials in that song. And I'm like, I'm looking to the left of me. And to the left and right of me, and there are guys that are like ninjas. I could count the three, and they're at the top, and then they're shimmying themselves down. I got about two inches off the ground if I was lucky. I could not, you know. So Bottinger is all right, Fazolari, you got a D minus on this, and then he would say, "All right, let's try the parallel bars." So of course, <laughs> I get on the parallel bars, and my arms are shaking like there's an earthquake going on, and I just could not move. I get one arm in front of me, and then I'd fall down, and then of course you had to do the straddle. And the first thing that crosses my mind is I'm going to drop my testicles on the floor doing the straddle across these parallel bars, and I never could do that one either. So, at the end of the day, um, I was uh, I was not a fan of gym. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I, th I think I got a D in, in all those classes. I was he could have failed me if you wanted to, but I just couldn't do it. But I will tell you this: that I have Coach Bottinger to thank because from that point on in high, in college, I started running and I started getting into shape because I was so embarrassed about the fact that I couldn't do anything, and um, it stayed with me the rest of my life. I go to the gym two to three times a week. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not Arnold Schwarzenegger, but, uh, I, I always look back fondly on, on uh, coach helping, helping me with that and understanding that exercise, no matter what you do, walking, you know, anything is a good thing. So, um, that's the irony of it all. So, so in other words, to put this in perspective, Bottinger was like a drill instructor. Yep. Right. Marine <laughs> Corps drill instructor. <laughs> and you were Gomer Pyle. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Hello. That was me. Yep. <laughs> I felt like a gomer. That's for sure. Anyway. But yeah, uh, I that's... did not have, I didn't have Bottinger. I had, uh, I think it was either Weir, Dub Weir. Was that his name? Yeah. I don't know if it was Doug, but Coach Weir. And Coach Weir. And I think I had O'Brien for a while too. Oh really? Okay, I didn't have I didn't put have that out of my mind. It's fifty five years ago. Didn't um, O'Brien taught yeah. history too? Right, I had a history teacher. Didn't he teach history? Or am I just doing drugs again? Um, I think you're doing drugs. He was <laughs> like a coach, right? A baseball coach? I I think so. You know, stuff. I'm not sure. Yeah, stuff happened so long ago. That's I can't a question. Remember. That is a question you can put out there. And the first person who answers the question correctly, what do they get? Rich? Doesn't have to listen next week. <laughs> there you go. Oh, God. We can send. You know what we got to do? We got to get t-shirts. We got nothing. We got Sal and Rich t-shirts and coffee cups. We should. Be, we'll print some of those up. Send them out to people. Yes, uh, uh, I, I'm a little. <laughs> and in other words, we'd be going to the taste of Charlotte, wearing our. Sal and Rich t-shirt. <laughs> and they would come okay. in a midriff. Whatever. <laughs> oh, Lordy. All right. That's what we all want to see. That's right. You don't want to see that. Yeah. I'm in decent shape, but not that good a shape. Um, no, don't want to see that. No, nobody wants to see it. Um, 
So the, the, the last, the one more thing I want to cover before we go is uh, we got another sponsor. And um, we're, oh, really? we're actually looking at another sponsor. And I didn't tell you so this. So is this a new sponsor or? It's a new sponsor. Would this be how low can we go moment well, for it's, a, it, it's the same. It's the same. It's a new sponsor and it's how low you can go. Uh, this is a real advertisement. And uh, I, I, again, strange things, folks, strange things. So uh, the product is called Lumi Deodorant. So this, this, and this is an advertisement you would see on TV. I saw it on TV. Or radio or, or what? Yeah, it's, I've only you saw this I, on TV. Okay. Yeah, I've seen it on TV. And, um, and so I was able to get a clip of it online and download it so we could all, uh, actually, we can see it. So. It is this a Charlotte TV station? No, no, it was a network. It, it was, um, it was either um, Fox or CNN or one of those. I can't remember where I saw it, but uh, it was a uh, yeah. I, I saw this okay. and I, was, I, I said to Patty, I said, "Oh my God, this is insane." So anyway, I thought they would be a great sponsor for us to have. Okay. So all right, so here's the commercial. Stand okay. by. I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to it. Like lotion to your privates. <laughs> Then kiss your stinky butt goodbye. Goodbye. No one likes odor below the belt. Whether you're at the gym getting free samples of butt incense, at the office inhaling your own front fumes, or in bed doing some stinky wanky. No, not the teletub. Your privates go everywhere you go. So why isn't there deodorant for privates? Now there is with Lumi, the only natural deodorant you can safely use on your private parts. Lumi's clinically proven to eliminate odor all day. And if you're using your privates all day, good for you. Lumi's been proven to control odor for 72 hours. Lumi works by stopping odor at the source. Bacteria. Most crotch and butt smells come from bacteria on the skin, breaking down fluids and farting out odor. Lumi stops them from eating so they can't fart. Now they're polite germs. Hello, governor. Hello, governor. I never. Goodness me. Lumi was created by an OBGYN to be totally safe and effective. It's made with gentle ingredients and only goes on the outside, not the inside. Stop putting things inside. And despite what the douchebags tell you, the outside is where the odor is anyway. Hey, those are mine. You have enough douchebag. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I... <laughs> Just don't know what to say. <laughs> Most people. So don't. this is on TV. This is on TV. I'm not making this up. This is wow. a real product. I don't. I don't know if it's in Walmart. Probably it's, it's in Walmart. You know. I don't know if it's in CVS or any of those other places. But this is for real. Uh, you know, it's not a national okay. lampoon thing. Yeah, yeah. And um, this is where we are in America, as far as this advertising is for real. Go. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you you can't make this stuff up anymore. You know. <sighs> All right, let me get this out of here and get rid of that. <laughs> um, so I think it's probably wanna, a good thing. Yeah. You want to do some housekeeping? So, uh, it, yes, let's talk about Mike Bush. Yeah. He was the uh, discussion of our last podcast last week, more or less. And um, I've been in contact with Paul the Six. And he has around 22 votes going right now. And that's great. That's really that's awesome. good. He deserves more. So don't forget to uh, vote. We have it in the last podcast. If you want to know where to vote, you can always send us an email at the Sal and Rich Podcast at gmail.com or get a hold of uh, Sal or myself through Facebook. We'll send you the link. But uh Let's let's get it going. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this is great. Um, Mike is happy. 
Yeah. He's in, he's in rehab right now for some spinal issues or back issues. I think I'm not sure. And I understand from his wife, Joyce, he was extremely elated over what's happening. That's great. Made him happy. Yeah. And and he deserves it. And he's, uh, was a major contributor to, uh, um, Paul six football team. So, um, and then when Mike gets out of rehab and he's starting to feel healthy, that's another person we want to have on, on here as a, a person to interview and find out a little bit more about his life beyond high school and college and, uh, and, uh, and talk about, you know, whatever, uh, Mike wants to talk about, but good guy. And we're happy to do this. And we're happy that all you guys are contributing, um, to getting him nominated. We are going to wrap this puppy and, up. Uh, we promise you when we, Yep. <laughs> I promise you when we do that, mm-hmm. <laughs> we we will have another microphone. <laughs> That's right. Like, it won't be like Michelle. Oh man. Yeah. We we, we apologize for the audio. It's just uh, it was hard to interview, you know, three people and bounce the microphone around. So lessons learned as we go through this process. We uh, we always try to end with a song, uh, and uh, unfortunately, this has become a memorial at the end because we're losing some of the greats, uh, and I'm sure everybody's heard about uh, Tina Turner. What a great artist. What an incredible career. Um, and she was very popular in the late 60s and 70s with Ike, and then kind of went silent for a long time and then had a major comeback in uh, 1984 with Private Dancer. And... Um, I love this song. It's called uh, What's Love Got to Do With It. And uh, we'll, we'll play this one out. I think this is a classic from her. Big hit. We'll see everybody next Until time. Until next time. All right, buddy. Take care. Yep. See you later. You must try to